welcome to episode 164 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? I am better than most. Not as good as some. How are you, sir? Uh, only two tenths of a pound better than I was last week. Yeah, but, but hey, it's all that muscle mass I'm packing on. I mean, it's just it just muscle upon muscle. I mean, I got muscles growing upon muscles having started back at lifting. I can and, imagine. You know, we're going to see how just how much an artificial knee is supposed to lift, apparently. So, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting call or yeah. or, a, or a text. The doc, the, the doctor, or the dad told me got to listen to your body. And right now, my left leg feels Steve Austin like compared to the right. Because I'm fuck, it's fake. I mean, yeah. I, in theory, I should be able to do tons of weight. Right. Literally tons. Well, I mean, it's not, it shouldn't just feel like Steve Austin. It like kind of is Steve Austin, right? Yeah, they'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. They, I don't think they gave me the extra to solve crime or nothing, but which they should have. If they Do you know been, that though? Maybe you're I an experiment and you just yeah, don't know it. it. That could be. Yeah. Well, well, I'll let you know once I get over, you know, once I set, start setting world records. All right. Would, would there be asterisks by those records? Do you think if like somebody would say, oh, wait a second, he's got a fake knee. No wonder he can squat. 1800 pounds well they had the the one dude that had the um the uh flippers no not the well if you want to call it a flipper but it was that artificial sprinting he had both of them though that's what i thought was unfair didn't he have one i guess he did have both of them and he he? ran like a gazelle (laughs) so it's like come on yeah when you have a piece of high grade uh carbon fiber right you know. that's all yeah that's almost unfair he, he, he had an unfair special olympics yeah. advantage yeah um all right before we kick this one off no corrections corner this week but i do want to before i forget happy 37th birthday to i think loyal listener nick witzke i don't know if he listens every week like he used to when he we worked at the same company but I know he periodically listens because every once in a while he'll send me a text that says, makes a comment on our pod. Okay. So I know, I know he listens sporadically at worst. Maybe he's still a loyal listener. All right. So. You brought it up and I just remembered. Okay. Len Shading gave me a corrections corner. All right. Well, there you go. So apparently, so Len listens then. eh? Yeah, thanks for the listen, Len. Yeah, Uh, Len shading of the Maple Grill, G R I L L E. Oddly enough, not even planned. Is your your drinking out of the uh, the Maple Grill stainless steel pint glass? Right. And we're I'm sure we'll get to it later. We we're tasting a little bit of Dan's Red Rooster IPA. Yep, that was a pre pod. Yeah, stuff, and we'll talk about that later. But. The Corrections Corner, when I was talking about um, SNL hosts of the um, Weekend Update. Weekend Update, thank you. That I said Kevin Nelson. All right, so. All right. And it's Kevin Nielsen. And Neil, I've got it right here Kevin in front Neelan. of me. Kevin Nealon. It's not either. There's no S in it. No. Yeah. but So, so I got it wrong again. So we'll have that, to do this. Grandpa Blackhawk sent that and was irate over it. But Chuck <laughs> actually thought you corrected it. Or I corrected you, or you corrected Maybe. Your, or something. But all right, so let's pay attention. Let's yeah. pay attention. All right. So. Yeah. N N E A L O N. Neilan. Yes. Kevin Neilan. Yes. All right. Yeah. So that was from two episodes ago. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Because it was one. Because yeah. I know it was down here at the right. North Studio, 
and that would have been 162. Yeah, he's pretty busy running the Maple Grill, you know, the microbrewery, all that kind of stuff. So but he still time enough to listen, though. And, Absolutely. And, and let you know when you fucked up. I appreciate that, Len. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. tired of doing it. <laughs> um, the other point of business, I had it on my notes last week, and I have a lot of stuff on my notes, and I only get to about like 6% of them during the episodes. That's what happens when you record and drink. Uh, episode 87 of Spilling the Nachos, Nate spilled his beer and, or no, Nate dumped out, Nate dumped out a beer is the title of it or whatever. And what I wanted to say about it was, Hey, if you can't find your spilling the nachos because you're looking for the, the logo of the chips, you can't find it because in episode 86, it was the first episode they used their new logo. Gotcha. Which is a microphone that says spilling the nachos every Thursday. So I wanted to point out if, yeah. if any of our listeners are looking to listen to us and they don't go by any alerts or anything, they're just scrolling and looking for the picture of the nacho chip to click the button. They actually did change their logo. And you know, hey, episode 86, they were looking to refresh their like much like we did, you know, 150 yeah. episodes we did Black Angus. And, you know, last five, six, we've been using Tweaks Corner, which what shirt am I nice wearing? Nice shirt. Dave? Got the Tweaks Corner shirt going. And we use Odyssey. You know, hey, you just got to refresh the brand every once in a while. And I guess episode 87. So those guys, they record on Tuesday. Tommy edits everything. And then the podcast comes out on Thursday. And last Tuesday, they actually videoed it. Oh. And the funny story about that was I cool. ap- apparently. So Tommy took a little longer. So the podcast came out on Thursday as usual. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy deep dive because you and Tommy are the play the same roles. You do all the, gotcha. the behind the scene yeah. works. Tommy does all the behind the scene works. Right. And he edited the video they took, this, that, and the other thing. It came out on Saturday. And after, you know, X number of days of editing, I don't know how much time he spent on it, but whatever. He published the unedited version. So he edited the oh, podcast shit. and then published the unedited version, which I would assume is just the breaks, like, because they have kind of like breaks like we do yeah, for yeah. those who don't listen to both. So, anyway, so episode 87, if you're looking for them and can't find them, make sure you draw your attention to the fact that there has been a logo change. All right. So, all right. Anyway, first item up for bid on flight football and anything else, episode 164 is. Purgatory, an imperial coffee stout from Bad Orange Cat Brewing Company. Always a winner. It's an imperial coffee stout, a double dry bean with single origin Colombian coffee. Comes in at a pod high, episode high, I should say, 11%, and we have zero IBUs for all three tastings. All right. I got this as part of the gift card I got from my mother-in-law to Opperman's Cork and Ale. Nice. And I was really looking forward to this because love coffee, love alcohol, and I'm going out of the flights, football, and anything else. Thanks for the listen. Last courtesy of listener at Fishman 8. Cheers. Cheers. Stainless steel doesn't clink like the... I'm not getting a lot of coffee notes, but definitely no. chocolate and what else is 
I'm smelling something else, but I can't. Uh, huh. Yeah, they're just they're just saying a coffee, hint of but... coffee on the finish, but it's mostly chocolate and alcohol. Very rich, though. I mean, oh, really rich? It's, yeah, it's, this it's, is it's, this is this is a heavy one. All right, now that we got our business accounted for, yeah. I'm going to let you go first because it was a okay. light watch week for Liz and I. So All right. what did you watch this week, David? Well, Disney Plus finally put out Wakanda Forever. And that was one I didn't get to the theaters to see. But I think now that I have Disney Plus, there's been quite a few of those. The Doctor Strange and the some of the, I guess, most of the sequels, to be honest with you. I'm just waiting until they come out you know, on Disney Plus. And since I'm already paying for it, it saves right. me 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks going to the theater. And good. I thought it was entertaining for those of us that are, you know, Marvel slash superhero slash sci-fi fans. And followed the storyline pretty well. Uh, not too many salty scenes. However, I just find that the more the Marvel Universe expands, kind of the more away from like i think the let me let me backtrack like origin stories are cool because like i'll take uh iron man for example like at least part of that origin story you're like eh, maybe that could be true you know you might be able to with if science advanced enough or somebody whatever kind of like it gives you that just that little sliver of like boy that'd be cool if that could actually happen where as the Marvel universe expands and they get into these different aliens and worlds and the multiverse and all these different sci-fi things, it gets to be like, yeah, nah, <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's a little out there. You know what I mean? So, and um, that's, that's what, like I've told the listeners over the 163 episodes that we've done other than Deadpool and, uh, Harley Quinn, what the fuck is it? Suicide oh, Squad? Yeah, thank you. Uh, other than those two type of things, I'm I don't really follow the superhero and the boys. Obviously, the boys are a little bit different oh. twist on a superhero, but that's why because there's so many. There's just so many. Like, oh, well, where this character come from? Before it used to be just like Batman, Robin, superhero, Superman, and Aquaman. Yeah, and Captain yeah. America. Right. And now that there's seven Ant Man, come on. Well, these were all actual I, well, yeah, I don't DC doubt. and Marvel characters. Those they were just the comic but, book nerds, though. Right. Yeah, I mean, they made a, I mean, not every comic book deserves a movie. I don't think. Well, if they keep making the money they're making, it Fair probably enough. does. <laughs> just yeah. I mean, it's same thing with that James Cameron comment about about Avatar. You know. Yeah. He's like, man. You know, this is. This is taking up a large portion of my life here. Yeah, that's if, what, I if think, this next one doesn't make money, I think we're done. But it was like, I think, because is it Avatar 2 or 3? That, 2, that just came out. He, I read something or saw something on TikTok or whatever it was, and he was like, I hope this one tanks, because if it doesn't come out, I'm going to have to make a third and, and keep going. So yeah. he kind of wants it to... Right. Obviously, said that jokingly because why would you? Sure. Because I mean, I'm sure you could easily make it so it tanks. I mean, it would just be the dumbest thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. So. No, no, no. And I think we've said this last time when I said uh, we covered it after I had come back from the theater. 
and he uh, he's already got, I think, number three and number four, kind of a la the uh, the Hobbit and the um, ah, Jesus. What is my problem? <sighs> Harry Potter. No, I do this every fucking time you lost me at the hobbit i don't know how we got from, i don't know how we got from Avatar no but those, those guys made so. those movies like just knocked them out they had the storyline was pretty much done and they knocked out you know two three four five six whatever while they had the cast and the characters and everybody working on the cgi etc 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 sorry mike's was going to correct me again and I just poured the end of uh, Purgatory into my, my uh, flight football anything else class. It looks like a John Leslie load. Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> maybe it is a John Leslie load. I'll have to read the ingredients. Should you have rolled this a little bit more, maybe? Hmm. I don't. Yeah, we'll figure it I out. I don't see that in mine. But anyway. So. Yeah. But uh, good, entertaining, followed the storyline, but nothing to super write home about or tell everybody, man, you gotta, you, you have to see this. So that's all you watch then or no. All right. What I didn't know. If, okay. Yeah, well, cause I only have the one thing. So you okay. rip off what you've seen and we'll go from there. All right. So, um, the 2015 fast and furious seven, and that was the star studded, uh, Paul Walker, of course, the regulars, Paul Walker, Natalie Emanuel, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Cody Walker and ludicrous. And then you've got the Ronda Rousey, um, uh, Jason Statham, and Dwayne Johnson. In They're that still one using too. Paul Walker. Well, this was this was Fast and Furious Seven in 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I just said, so, how how many how fucking long can they use that guy? Well, you want to talk about salty scenes and you know doing some crazy things with cars, and I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. I just wanted to watch it because it seemed interesting and whatever. But <laughs> launching cars into the air, you know, and hitting helicopters with it and, right, you know, throwing people from one car into the other while they're doing power slides into the whatever. No, a totally random question, obviously, assuming, let's say, he didn't get in that fatal car accident and die because it's kind of tough to hang out with him now. But yeah, l- let's say they're both alive. One of them still is. Sure. And we can interview hang out with for a day mike and dave on flights football and anything else right paul walker vin diesel who are you going with uh probably vin ah fuck then we'll have we'll have to see if we can split it up because i'm rolling with paul walker <laughs> yeah paul walker's badass vin diesel's kind of like a i followed man, i he, followed vin diesel's career not as a, like a fan or a groupie or anything but i saw a thing with him how he got his start um in doing the 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 but isn't he just as isn't he basically a just as dopey sylvester sloan yeah i don't know i, I don't walker, know the guy paul i don't walker's, know paul walker's cool yeah, okay. all right i'm I'm going hey it'll be it'll be more content you yeah. go with ben diesel get your content sure i roll with paul walker yeah. get my content yeah because i'm a sci-fi Hopefully guy i'm not taking that fucking car ride with paul walker and he rips it around a tree though because that'll be a true good for ratings though yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> until until I don't have a until I don't have a co-host. Yeah, no, I'm a Vin Diesel fan just because of um uh Riddick. That series. I never saw that. Yeah. And this is this is a episode first by the way, and if we ever picked up 
and went to YouTube, I'm actually stirring my purgatory with my finger because John Leslie's load is do, still floating. Do you want a pen? No, because then you won't be able to write with the pen. Well, I got extras. I'll just lick the finger. What are you talking about? The pen, I'd throw it away after it was in there. All right. Well, yeah, I don't want ink in the beer. I mean, John <laughs> Leslie's load is enough. Then I watched uh, Apple Plus uh, Shrinking with Harrison Ford, Jason uh, Siegel, uh, how Jessica many Williams, and Krista Miller. Is, just the one. And then, oh, I'm just one episode in. And I think two is this because Liz and I are, are yeah. going to watch that, but we like to let it get a little bit down yeah. the line so we can speedball it. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. You'll like you'll like some of the opening scenes. I, I thought of you and some of the comments. And now, doesn't Harrison Ford look a lot younger in this than he does in 1923? And perhaps uh, that's by design. No, I don't think so. In 1923, he looks like he's a billion. Right. And uh, I'm not even exaggerating. Well, he, looks, weird... he looks fossilized. In the, but yet he survived a Tommy gun attack. But hey, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Yep. No, but he has a, he has a scene in the in the first. Oh, speaking uh, of which, not to interrupt, but I am going to. Uh, yeah. Next episode of 1923 is tonight. So we, okay. we will have a little bit Good. of content for that. Um, There was a scene with Harrison Ford and he's got his shirt off. And so it was kind of like a, you know. Like, why are you doing that? So when you say, does he look young? Like, yeah, nah, I've got that scene in my head. And no, it doesn't, not really. But, uh, but after it was good. I liked it. Uh, now, is that a comedy or is that like the shrink a, next? What well, they the call shrink it? Next door was, a. uh, they call it a dramedy. Okay. So there's some funny yeah, dramedy. So there's, and the shrink next door was actually almost a documentary type thing because it was a recreation of actual events. So this would right. be a little different. Exactly. And then I watched Deadpool too. Um, just again, just something to, while I was working on other things, cause I've seen it enough. All right. Before I go to what we've, I've watched that you saying that leads to a discussion. I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying I've never watched anything multiple times because I have, I mean, I would be lying, but I don't, other than there's like maybe three movies, movies okay. that I will watch just on repeat. Right. Uh, mate, uh, not major league bull Durham, the breakfast club. And I'm not even in Halloween. Okay. Okay. Halloween. All right. Even if it's not, Halloween season. I mean, those three movies I can watch on repeat. Other than The Office and Seinfeld, and I'll I like to have it for nostalgia. I would buy like the DVD sets, the VHS sets, the box sets of this, the box sets of that. You know, to have it. Yeah. But I just like like you said, you watched that. I don't know. I love Deadpool. You, the the listeners know how I feel about Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is, is you know is my guy, but. To watch movies over and over again, I just, yeah. again, I, I've done it, but I just, it's like, because in one of our uh, random questions a while back was, which movie would, do you wish, could, could you watch for the first time? And Seven is mine. I love the movie Seven, but knowing everything that's going to happen next kind of ruins a little bit of that thrill. Right. And that's why I think The Breakfast Club holds water, because it's like, okay, I mean, it's no big deal. It's just kids being kids, and everybody lived through it. And you had, you know, you had the the jock, the geek, the burnout, the prom queen. Yeah, and you can relate to it, so you yeah. watch it over and over. But by and large, I don't like watching unless it, you know, 
inevitably, if Liz and I can't find anything to watch, mm-hmm. we put on the Officer Seinfeld. And I still laugh at those. It's like, even though I know what's coming, and we still laugh. Right. So. And, and that's why I watched it. I haven't seen it in about a year, but I watched it because I just wanted some Ryan Reynolds quips. There we go. And, and the action-adventure genre... You know, you, you you get drawn into it. The heart races, even though you know what's happening and you've seen it a bunch of times. Maybe you pick up a detail or two, because I don't know if you've noticed when you do that, like probably when you watch a movie for the third time or the fourth time, you'll start picking up things that you never saw before or paying attention to, uh, because now you know what's going to happen. You're, you're zeroed in on. Perfect example. Cousin Eddie, when Cousin Eddie and Clark are walking through the store before Clark asks what he got, the, you see the bulge in yeah. um, Cousin Eddie's pants. Right. And then later on, she said, it was a big bulging man that came, took my husband. So, But you never noticed that on the first cut, but then right. like after like third, it's like, well, look at that. You know, yeah. Is Randy Quaid's dick really that big? <laughs> I'm not saying right. it is or it's not. I'm right. just wondering if it is or not. Isn't well, and and to prove your point too. I mean, there was one quip from because I just got done watching Wakanda Forever. There was a scene at the very end of Deadpool Two where Pinter comes with the taxi and runs over the headmaster of that school that the kid is trying to kill. The yes. whole thing, you know. He says, "Hey, you know, we're not. We're just going to let it go. We're going to rise above it. We're going to let karma take care of it." <laughs> You know what I mean? And the dude gets yeah. run over. Pinter gets out of the car and he's like, courage, motherfucker. I want some more. And Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool goes, I bet you do, Brown Panther. <laughs> and I never, I mean, I thought that was so funny. But I, I, I never heard that before. I never, it never, you know, I never caught it like that. So. Um, all right. Listen, I just watched one thing. Blew through eight episodes. Season two has been renewed, and it is the after party on Apple Plus. Ooh, I've seen the ads. It's, it's, I I was wrong on my prediction, but basically, all I'll tell the listeners: it is worth a watch. It's, it's a fun watch. I mean, it's not any deep dive thinking, soul searching material, but it's, it's very entertaining. What it is? It's it's Apple TV's eight episode 30 to 50 minutes an episode version of clue oh that's basically what it is oh and you know they you know they get all the characters and stuff well this is what happened this is how the night went and then so episode one is this character episode two is this character and it goes so but it, it is worth a watch it's very it's a very good watch and again, one of those where you can just sit back, relax, you know, answer texts here or there, you know, sure, you know, check Facebook for a minute or two. You're not going to miss out on anything, but that's the only thing Liz and I watched. We started something on Netflix today, but it's a dubbed film. And I don't even know the name of it, but it was so far is pretty good. Uh, before we rate Purgatory, which I'm going to have trouble rating as the listeners can tell based on what i've been saying lately taste is fantastic but we're going to do a little planning on the air so the listeners get a little heads up of what may or may not come so sunday nights has typically been flights football and anything else recording night 
Correct. And that's basically because you've bowed down to me because I'm the drunk of the two, and I don't work on Mondays. But with, as we always say on the pod, life gets in the way. So next week, I mean, this is the eighth annual, eighth or ninth annual Nick Super Bowl party. He opted for a Super Bowl party as opposed to a birthday party, which his birthday is February 18th, but he wanted a Super Bowl party, which eight years ago was probably the end of January, and the last few years have been the first part of February. This is the latest it's been. but So this is at least the eighth or ninth Super Bowl party. And our podcast is only three-plus years old, and I know we've never done the pod when all the kids have been over the house for Super Bowl. So we so we need another day this week. The following week, you and Shelly are going up to Houghton mm-hmm. to see McKenna yep. at the second annual. Yep. You know, she's a sophomore, so it's your second annual trip up there. Uh, the following week won't be a big deal. But then Liz and I, Saturday, March 4th, fly to Scotland. And we don't get back to Detroit till Sunday, March 12th, 5 p.m., which wouldn't put me home till like 8 p.m. on March 12th. So, and you wouldn't be in much condition to, right? Yeah. You know, so what other day? And I know once tracks, track starts around spring break, right? Mm, March just, 13th. All right. So, March 13th. So, right around there. But I mean, we get back from, oh, so that'd be Monday. Yeah. Cause we mm-hmm. get back. Okay. Yep. So, so March 13th. So, I know track would influence that, but but what other day works to record for you? Because maybe we're gonna with everything, so we can get. I like consistency in the recording, so the listeners know it's like, hey, it's gonna be out here. Yeah. Um, and you, so it's like this, you know, it's a Wednesday night best for you, a Friday night. You know, Sundays has worked for 160 episodes, but I think in the next four weeks Sundays are going to be pretty or three of the next. Oh, I'll be back in plenty of time from Houghton, but super, we got next week, the Super Bowl. I mean, Friday, Friday, that would be my a choice to record. And if we have some predictions about the Super Bowl, then we can let everybody know, Hey, it's coming out Friday. If you want to hear what Mike and Dave have to say about it. Well, and that's then, right, but and that's why I'm actually even saying moving forward. So yeah, it's Friday, I understand. A good day, because uh, we could switch to Friday as opposed to Sunday, and then we could either release it Saturday morning. Although I, a bulk of our listeners are Monday morning listeners, but yeah. it would still be there for them. Now during the spring, I, I'll have a I'll have an invitational every Friday. I probably won't get home till ten. All right. So. Yeah. And we had it on Saturdays once upon a time, but that kind of like, especially when the weather got nice, that, that, um, got in the way of date night and, or going out to right. dinner and stuff like that. Right. So, so we might have to, I, I don't, maybe we'll do some Fridays till track starts and then we'll, cause you wouldn't have track that first Friday. Well, you yeah, but I won't the- be here Friday the 17th. I'll already be gone to hope. No. That, yeah, that's what I mean. That's oh. a, going for a few of them. Like the this before Super Bowl, we'll give our predictions. Yep. And then, because I, I know I'll have to do it Friday, March 3rd. And then actually the the 13th one will be the one that's up in the air. So, all right. So we're getting, we're getting about five weeks out. So we'll have to figure out what day works. Because if you, 
your track season starts on Monday the 13th. I won't be home till like 10 p.m. So, all right, we'll figure something out. But I think this week, listeners, for you loyal Monday people, the, the Super Bowl, we won't have results of the Super Bowl, but we'll have our picks for it, and you can see how right or wrong Dave and I were. But the Super Bowl should be out Friday night slash Saturday morning if you want to listen to my picks and bet against me. Correct. So Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Are we getting ready to rate this now that we got kind of have a schedule? Yes. Okay. We are. And all right. I had this at a 410 taste-wise. And like you said, maybe had we you know rolled the can a few times, but the unpleasantries of the <laughs> texture and having to sip around said texture. Hmm. I got. I. I can't. I'm going to go as close to four as I can without, in fact, giving it a four. I'm giving it a three point nine nine simply because of the uh, putting the putting the which I don't think is a word, but putting yeah. the skin that was on the final pour. Yeah, I didn't have all of it in there because I just didn't. That's what she said. Yeah, and so <laughs> thank you. I don't know. I just put the rest of it in there and I'm not, I'm not seeing any evidence of any. And I've stirred it multiple times. And every time I stir it, it reduces it. But, but yeah, so I I can only go three, nine, nine. I had it at at least a four ten, but the pudding skin finish on the can. Pudding skin. (laughs) Warped my uh, rating of this beer. Otherwise a excellent purgatory. Imperial Coffee Stout. Yeah, I've got it at a 4.0. It's really, really good. At an 11%, I don't taste any alcohol. But it's delicious. If I were to go based on it's supposed to have coffee in it, I don't really taste any coffee either. There's a a hint of like a bottom of a coffee cup. It's more chocolate than coffee. I'll give you that. But there's a hint of coffee. Um. All right, well, so 399 and 4 were essentially the same rating. And our fine friends at Untapped, 511 check-ins, so a small sampling. They are also in agreement with us, and they must not have got the pudding skin on theirs because those 511 people average 4.16. All right, David. Well, let's hope the OMG series that we're about to sample here in segment two of episode 164 of flights, football, and anything else, doesn't have the same pudding skin finish of our first beer. Let's hope. Our second tasting is Dream Patch from Brewery Omegang. This cherry berry fruited sour is here to stay. Proof that dreams do come true. Bright cherries, tart raspberries and sweet blueberries balance out balance out the assertive sour nature of this beer it pours rosy red with a light spritzy bottle and subtle bitterness brewed with the sour gurus of belgian leafmans l i e f m a n s so i'm going to go with leafmans there you go i'll go with that too all right so 
Dream Patch, 6.50 IBUs. Definitely a can that jumps off the shelf at you. Yep, with the... And that's why I think Liz picked it. And I, yeah. this has been in the, the North Studio fridge for you know quite a while. And that's why I brought it out. Oh, I, wow. Oh, yeah. Other than the little bit of head that comes to it, almost looks like you're pouring cranberry juice. Smells fruity. Cheers. It smells sour, yeah. Drinking out of the football. I love these football glasses that... Put your hands on the laces. Yep, and I (laughs) pretend I'm just throwing spirals. Well, talk about a 180 from the first tasting. Well, a sour from right. a stout. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I'm getting the cherry raspberry taste. I don't get the blueberry, though. Hmm. Yeah. They're all there. They're all there swirling around. I'm going to have to dream about this for a little bit before I make a decision. Yeah. Dream on the dream patch, if you will. All right. So, segment two. Traditionally known as a sports segment, so we're going to have to try to shuffle things around a little bit, because sports are kind of, especially this week, you know, on the back burner, if you will. And like I said in episode 163, the OV update, I didn't figure would have much to it because the Caps only played one game. I think it was last night, wasn't it? No, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, because last night was... The all-star game. Oh, yeah. And Ovi did not score, so he rem- he has 32 for the season, 812 or 82 behind the great one. Well, I said last night because I heard an ad on ESPN Radio for Saturday night, and I thought that was odd, but for the Caps, and they had some kind of doubleheader that they were going to do, but they must be talking about the following Saturday. Though. Yeah, it could be the night before the Super Bowl, or yeah. the ad you heard was for the... It's got to be for the, the 12th. All right. Yeah. 11th. 11th, sorry. Yes. 12th is Super Bowl. 13th is Monday. Got it. So, But yeah, so the OV Watch, nothing to give you. And it's funny, we have been doing the OV Watch now for at least 15 weeks, give or take. The originals, by the way. Yes, the yeah. original of the OV Watch. And he's probably, you know, barring injury, he's not even going to break this record until this is the 22-23 season. 2324 is iffy. Worst case scenario, he breaks it in the 2425 season. And in that other sport, Kareem Abdul Jabbar's scoring record is probably going to fall Tuesday or the next Laker game after Tuesday. Yeah. Currently, it says he's 36 behind Kareem. 36 yeah, points. So, yeah. okay. So, so they're figuring. So, yeah. Yeah, so it, within the next week, we are going to be having a new scoring champion in the NBA, and that just shows you what flights football and anything else thinks of the NBA because we've counted down somebody who's not even going to break the record until the, this is 22, 23, 23, 24. He may do it 23, 24, but more than likely, barring injury, the first four to yeah. eight games of the 24-25 season, and we're doing that yeah. countdown. But on the other sport, we haven't broke down. And, hey, I, I even uh, to be the all-time leading scorer 
of any sport, you got to tip your cap. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, and right. I therefore mean, I'm not going to do a countdown on the podcast that we share because I do not like LeBron James. Right, and so I, I'm, you know, again, you got to acknowledge oh, yeah. the yeah, record yeah, and the yeah. effort and the, you know, and and what's been accomplished or what's going to be accomplished. But I even heard Steve Kerr, uh, coach of the Golden State Warriors, the other morning. Uh, he was defending, somewhat defending, you know, questions like, why are you guys 500? You know, da, 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 da. And he, he said in different ways, multiple times, there's so many games, they play so many games and it's such a grueling sport. It's just so hard to keep your, your competitive edge, that competitive drive at a high level for months and months and months playing two, sometimes three games a week, you know, running up and down the basketball court. So, I mean, but the only thing I'm going to argue that with, yeah, and Steve Kerr should know this, yeah, is because the day they celebrated on Friday, which was February 2, 3rd, 3, 2023, so 2323. Mm-hmm. He never had problems getting up for games. Oh, with yeah. his six titles. Yeah. And therefore, I know this younger generation is all gaga over and, and hanging from LeBron's nuts. I get it. But this podcast will go to its grave with number 23. And then he switched to another number. Was it 45? 23, but yeah. number 23 for the Chicago Bulls right. is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. No arguments, bar none. They were showing his, yeah. they were showing his free throw line dunk during yeah. the all-star week. And that's just every time I see that it's, it's, it seems like CGI, you know what I mean? Like that's not real. Well, that can't the, be. And the, the funny thing is if you look back to the original dunk, Dr. J did that dunk. He did. And his was actually somewhat lame compared to Jordan. And now compared to the kicking I mean, the legs back yeah, and the ball yeah. cranked back in back I mean, of his ear. And like Irving was like almost like just, but, it, but well, hey, it just shows you the yeah. times of the well, game. Well, Dr. J's best dunk is the one where he scoops yeah, the, the was, ball yeah, behind okay. the backboard. But that wasn't the, that was the, are that you talking dunk slam was dunk sick. Contest? No, that was in yeah, a game. Yeah, that was in the NBA Finals against the Lakers. His, when he, yeah, his sickest doctor, dunk was the, that one, and that's why it, <laughs> that was that was. People wonder why I'm uh, like with Michigan. Why you're a Sixer fan? And the doctor is the reason I'm a Sixer Sixer fan. Yeah. So yeah, but um, but yeah. So that moving forward, what else you got? Anything? I got a couple things. Yeah, go ahead. Well, we got the clash at the Coliseum tonight. Uh, that's going on currently right now. And I think you and I last year were watching yes. it and saying like, you know, what is this? You know, quarter mile track with these cars that can go 220 miles an hour. You know, it's just, it well, was NASCAR it, is about 190, but not on this small of a track. No, like on a two mile track, I think yeah. some of them have pushed 200. Yeah, no, push 200, not 220. Okay, though. whatever. I but was, on this, I mean, I'm exaggerating this, for this the, is, this is the LA Coliseum is the Swan Valley track. <laughs> it's a quarter mile track. <laughs> no, I know it's, I mean, they're constantly fucking no, it's, turning that. It's bumper cars, is yeah. what it is. I mean, it's just, yeah, so it, we didn't think, but 
it seems to be a thing. Um, it, it's grown a little bit in popularity. I was actually looking forward to watching a little bit of it. That's why I got it here uh, going uh, tonight. And uh, uh, CBS Sports NASCAR, the elite. Now, I don't know if you've heard of these guys. I wanted to get your take on this. Quote, the elite auto racing handicappers, Phil Bobbitt and Steve Greco. Never heard of them. Okay. When you said the elite, I thought you were talking AEW wrestling. I was no. going to say, all right, now you're speaking my language. No, dude. the elite auto racing handicappers, Phil and Steve, they've got, uh, who they got? Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson at top odds to come out victorious in this little clash of the Coliseum. All right. And now Kyle Bush, it hasn't started yet. It hasn't started yet, but I will take the field versus the, the experts pick. So you, you said, they said Kyle Larson and who chase, Elliott. chase Elliott. All right. Give me the field in the two chase races tonight. It hasn't started. Hey, Dave and I have admitted we've been wrong a gazillion times during this podcast. So there's no tomfoolery going on here. The race hasn't started yet. Give me the field of the over these two experts. They said Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I'll take the field against those two. See all how right. I do. Anyway, all go right. ahead, Dave. Uh, and that's all I got. It's just kind of a fun kind of kickstart to the NASCAR official season. Right. And yeah. as we were editing segment one, you had on your iPad the 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 pre-race hoopla and who was playing, Dave? <laughs> little cypress, cypress hill. hill and yeah. i told you insane and, in the membrane and i said to you i said dad nascar's not really embracing cypress hill and then i looked down on my phone and uh loyal listener top fan loyal listener grandpa blackhawk says he sent me a text he said nascar people aren't really digging cypress hill are they so but hey hey they're trying yeah and then uh and what was it who was it that Fuck, who was it that that lady was interviewing that, uh, who's going to be doing a song? Oh, not, oh, oh fuck. I forgot, <laughs> but he's like, she asked him a NASCAR, he goes, I don't know, I'm going to bring the smoke. Kind of like, you know, I assumed he means like he's going to be fucking ripping, <laughs> ripping darts left and right. But who, God damn it, who was that, Dave? We mm. just watched it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway. But yeah, not so, my genre. But so hey, yeah. But it falls right in line with, the only other sports things going on, I will admit to the listeners, and Eric from T- Tweaks Corner says the three-on-three Pro Bowl is actually worth watching. Okay. These are the others. And then the 5,000-pound the chain push is actually kind of cool. Uh, the NHL had their skills competition Thursday. The also, So it, it's one of those things that's like, all right, the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, I fucking even forget his name. That shows you. But he's in the Pro Bowl, and he threw two touchdown passes this year. So it's almost one of those things like, all right, you don't want to make the players play. And obviously, Eagles and Chiefs can't play because, I mean, the Eagles had eight guy, eight or nine guys voted to the Pro Bowl. Well, they have another game on their, their mind, so they can't be right. fucking around risking injury. Right. And you know Mahomes. Kelsey and whoever else made it from the Chiefs. But then you get like the Josh Allens and the Aaron Rodgers, like, ah, oh, no, I've got other things to do, like play golf. Yeah, play golf at the PGA Pro Am. So and and I know the the NHL and the uh NFL get 
dirted on for like, oh, nobody cares about this shit. But it's like, well, it's, it's all content. And obviously, if they're losing money at it, they wouldn't do it. But I watched the skills competition on uh, Tuesday or Thursday. And it, it was actually, for what it was, I mean, hey, the NFL tried to make it fun. Yeah. So you got to give them credit for that. And in the dodgeball competition, the NFC offense beat the AFC defense. I mean, those guys whistling the ball. And, you know, actually, the NFC offense should have been eliminated, but they went to review and they said it was a headshot on Saquon Barkley. So the AFC was disqualified. So the NFC offense won, got to the finals. And the catch, I, I don't know who won. And I've got today's festivities recorded. And I'm looking forward to like tomorrow when I get up, my cup of coffee. I'll just rip through it. They had the uh, the greatest catch. It was Justin Jefferson, the Denver Broncos D-back. I can't remember who. And Amon Ra St. Brown, and then a fourth guy. I can't remember who it was. My vote was Amon Ra St. Brown. He was going out. He was making jumps off of pools and doing somersaults and everything. So I would like to. I want making jumps off of what? Pools, you know, just like the side of the pools, and like there was like rafts. He was jumping. Oh, okay. He okay. was just yeah, running yeah. over and then doing somersault and making incredible catches. It took the Broncos D back who came through Old Town Vegas on the paraglider, and uh, I think it was Jimmy Clausen throwing to him, and Matt Leinert was throwing to Justin Jefferson off the Eiffel Tower because they were in Vegas. It took each of those two twice. I like the the Bronco catch because he's coming through at like 40 miles an hour on the, the, the zip line. Right. Over Old Town Vegas, and then the, the quarterback's got to try to throw it up, and he catches it. And then Leinert's throwing off the faux yeah. Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, yeah. And Justin Jefferson in this four what best catch competitions, the only one that wore his helmet because, you know, Leinert's way up there, so that ball's picking up speed. So, you know, if he misses it, you, you <laughs> can you know, yeah. cause some damage. So yeah. he's got his helmet on. At least concussed. First attempt he missed it and second attempt was a great catch but i i hope amon ra st brown won it because he had some fantastic pool acrobatic catches on that so you know hey say what you want they gotta try to make contact is it stupid probably but i think what they did this year Way better than the game. Oh, the game where yeah. you, you know the defense bear basically just stands up and sticks their arms in the air. So yeah, yeah. I thought you know. So hey, I, I give a thumbs up to the NFL for uh, yeah, at least trying to keep somebody interested because yeah. there's another week till the Super Bowl. Right, and like you, I'm going to watch the recording. So right, yeah, I didn't see any of it. But uh, another kickoff event. To the PGA Tour is the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Which some of the NFL players that should have been in the NFL Pro Bowl were at that Pro-Am. A la Aaron Rodgers won the Pro-Am with his partner, Ben Silverman. They were 26 under par, which if you go on Twitter, you can see some of the comments 
for example, like they finished minus 26, but Silverman didn't make the cut at plus one. How does that work? Somebody else re replied, well, Rogers is a or Rogers is a four handicap at his home course, but somehow a 10 at Pebble Beach. Well, I can tell that ding dong that Pebble Beach is probably a little bit harder than his home course. Sure it is. Yeah. Uh, they actually canceled, canceled. They suspended Saturday's play because winds got up to 40 miles an hour. It dried the greens out so bad that guys hitting onto the green, the wind was just blowing the ball right off the green. So they decided, well, that probably isn't fair for the game. <laughs> if your balls, you know, hits the green, you know, bounces a couple and then goes into the ocean. So, so. no, wait a second. Let me get this straight. So the Pro-Am suspends the game because high winds because balls are blown off the green yeah but when a caddy pulls a demar hamlin they just say play through no absolutely <laughs> that's what that's what the tour officials said they're like hey you guys got to keep playing and they're like what they just had a guy almost die in front of us they're like no we're not we, we need a moment can we have a yeah. moment you know what I mean? Uh, you're going to get penalized oh, if uh, right. if you take too long on this hole. <laughs> yeah, like, so that, what that, are you doing? I, that I guess that's where you, you you get up in the mirror and you look at yourself and say, well, I see where I rank in the grand scheme of things in life. You know, Damar Hamlin stops the game, gets it. You know, the game was never even played. And this yeah. poor guy, the caddy, he had... I assume it's a little different because obviously Demar Hamels was the contact at the exact well, scary. Moment. Like this so, guy could uh, yeah, die. You know, and where this guy, who this guy still, could die yeah, too, but he collapses. So it's a little different, but it's like, all right, well, okay. it's like, well, you know, you're not that important. Nobody really cares. So let's play. Out. <laughs> well, no, uh, ESPN staff writer, Paolo, uh, Ugetti, hard to pronounce his name. Lots of vowels in there. Um, he's got a picture on his Twitter account of them, you know, a couple dudes yeah. on top of the gurney giving him CPR while they're pushing the gurney to the ambulance. So, I mean, that could affect you as a person when some guy just collapses in the middle of the 11th fairway. Sure. And every, you know, and they said the players, um, they tried to get the, they tried to pull the bag off of them so they could start CPR. Right. So they're, everybody's lending a hand to try to save this guy's life. And, you know, the tour officials finally, okay, okay, well, you can step aside and, you know, let players play through while you compose yourself, but, you know, you got to continue. And oh. finally, they did end up continuing their round. Is the guy all right, by the way? Does he well, that's what they, they got. They got, uh, they got word that he was, had, had gained consciousness uh, to some extent and was, seemed like he was going to be okay. So that, in their mind allowed them to kind of like take a breath and compose themselves and they continued their round. But I thought that was like your take on no. it was kind of what I was hoping to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and then, Oh, one other thing on sports. Uh, I actually had this on the notes for last week and we talked about it on many episodes ago. Hall of Fame voting. Yeah. Uh, two players, MLB's voting into the MLB Hall of Fame this year. Fred McGriff, the crime dog, 
I'm not 100% sure I consider him one of the greats, but he has like 463, 483 homers, so I'm not going to shun the crime dog, the crime dog, Fred McGriff. But when, you know, Scott Rowland has also been announced into the MLB Hall of Fame, again, it goes back to the, uh, we're in episode 164. I'm going to say somewhere from 80 to 163, we've covered Hall of Fame voting. And I don't doubt Scott Rowland is a great baseball player. Fuck, he was in the big leagues for 17 fucking years, man. He's good. So, but is the Hall of Fame. Supposed to be whether it's basketball, football, hockey, or baseball, is it supposed to be? Hey, these guys played a long time and they were good, or is the Hall of Fame supposed to be? Hey, this these are the fucking best. These are the fucking best fucking players that ever played this fucking sport, guy. Yeah, I mean, a player that elevated to the game above and beyond and made it something different. And, you know, and Scott Rowland, yeah, he was the rookie of the year in 1997. That's cool. Whatever. Hey, good for you, bud. 2018, he received 10.2% of the vote to get in the Hall of Fame. 2019, he received 17.2% of the vote. 2020, 35.3% of the vote. 2021, 52.9% 52.9% of the vote. 2022, last year, 63.2% of the vote, or basically 12% short of what is needed for him to qualify. And then, voila, magically, in 2023, received 76.3% of the vote. A 66.1 jump in five years. After he had fucking stopped playing, he's a career 281 hitter. Why is he in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I mean, 2018, the first year he was eligible for the Hall of Fame. To 2023, he went from 10 to 76. 66 fucking percent when he never fucking played? What did he do to warrant? And that's where it. I just, the well, Hall of Fame isn't, hey, you fucking played along. And and let me retract, this is totally off the Hall of Fame topic, but let me go off kilter here a little bit and say, you know, I'm watching a sport, I'm watching the game. Let's say it's uh, uh, the Buccaneers and the Raiders. Fans know I'm a Bear fan. So Buccaneers, Raiders, I have no fantasy aspect, but I put, $10 on a bet on the Raider. Derek, are you fucking suck? I fucking hate your guts. You fucking suck. You're terrible. I fucking hate you. You're fucking shit. You suck. You fucking suck. That's me saying, hey, you're not as good as your compatriots. Obviously, Derek Carr doesn't suck. Derek Carr's in the fucking NFL. He's, he's, right. he's talented enough to be in the NFL. I'm a fucking schlub throwing carbonated soft drinks on a shelf. 
obviously Derek Carr doesn't suck. I'm going when I say you suck, that's from a fan's perspective. Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. You and I should actually be in the baseball hall of fame because you watched the baseball game here before, and me and the Fishman Eight have been to five Cleveland Indians slash Guardians home openers. We should be in the baseball hall of fame. And it's like, you, you know, because I'll say Scott Rowland sucks. When I say Scott Rowland sucks, I'm comparing him to all the greats of the game. And if you suck, you're not in the Hall of Fame. Was Scott Rowland a great baseball player? Well, absolutely he was. He fucking played 17 years at the highest level of baseball ever. Yeah, so yeah. obviously he had fucking talent. Yeah. I do, get do what you're fuck, saying. Do you fucking put him in the Hall of Fame? Not everybody belongs in the Hall of Fame, and just because you're good doesn't mean you did like Ernie Banks. Oh, Ernie Banks should have won a World Series. Well, Ernie Banks played on fucking shitty teams, so Ernie Banks didn't win a World Series. Ernie Banks was a great shortstop on shitty teams and therefore doesn't win a World Series. So you're not entitled to a World Series just because you are a good ball player, and you're not entitled to, to the Baseball Hall of Fame just because you played baseball. Scott Rowland being in the fucking Baseball Hall of Fame is, I, I'm going to, uh, travesty is probably a bit hyperbole, but it's nearly travesty yeah. because Scott Rowland is not a fucking Hall of Fame baseball player. And if this was a fuck you segment, I'd give my fuck you to Kurt Schilling, who's a wackadoo on social media, because Scott Rowland said, well, y'all, he responded to somebody who had the same take as I did. It wasn't me, but he had the same take as I did and said, oh, sir, Scott Rowland's the best defensive third baseman to ever play the game. Number one, I'm sure he fucking wasn't. And number two, he's not a fucking Hall of Famer shilling. Even though you won my Red Sox a fucking World Series, stop being such a fucking idiot because Scott Rowland is not a fucking Hall of yeah. Fame baseball player, and yet he's in the fucking Hall of Fame. It's, it's craziness. How does that, I don't know, this is an ignorant question, how does that work, though? Is it, they've got to vote somebody in each year? You don't but if have they don't, to, but they feel, I think they feel obligated to. Okay. That's what I'm saying, because like, it, it, okay, like, we're electing a president, and if, you know, every person that's running from every party is a douchebag, we're like, well, we got to elect somebody. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yet, not but, that Roland's a douchebag. That I didn't mean to cross that he is, metaphor he's, over. He's but, a douchebag. No, we're going to call him a douchebag because he's not all of him. But no, that's and I think that's the problem. I think for the money aspect, so that ESPN can show the Major League Baseball 2023 induction yeah. to the Hall of Fame ceremony on TV and all state insurance and uh, Coca Cola and. Fritos can spend $750,000 on a 30-second ad. ESPN said, well, you fucking better give us somebody to elect because we got fucking money at stake. <laughs> then, yeah, so the voters are like, ah, uh, yeah, this guy. Let's go this guy. But it's just, right. but that, it's, I think it just waters down. Just because you played and you were good you're not doesn't make you a Hall of Famer. Maybe I mean, there they're, should, they're maybe there should be a like, longevity award or something along those lines. Or so, or, or like the Hall of Fame is this way, and hey, you were pretty good, but you're not there, so we'll put you there. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a weird. It's put, kind put of a, a pole barn. Put a pole barn next door to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, like a bulky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
this you would be a Hall of Famer if you were better, but you're not as good, so we're gonna put you in the hey, you were a good ball player category. So yeah. Um <laughs> I was wondering when that was oh, gonna where, happen. I didn't have my fucking earbuds in. Where uh, the whole episode that shows you how loud I fucking talk. All right, I'm gonna give you the first easy one, Dave. I asked Liz to give me a number one to a hundred. That's like the announcer's jinx. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. All right. And, and Liz picked number 16. Okay. Just the traditional, how close you paying attention, Dave. All right. Got it. All right. And though I know all about those men, still I don't remember. Because it was us, baby, way before then. And we're still together. I'll give you a couple seconds to think, and then I will break it into melody. And the, and the melody, just like the uh, uh, the poison from last week, I'll, I'll fucking nail this one, and you'll get it if you, if you, if you, if you need the clue. Hmm. It almost sounds like a rock ballad. And I was going to get to that because the list I pulled this off is the 100 best 80s rock songs. Yeah. And when I said that to be, this song to be number 16 to say rock is a bit of a stretch, but it is a ballad. So, I, you know, to, to say it's a rock song, I think is really bending the rock genre that's for you brian so i'm gonna need a i'm gonna need a uh i'm gonna need you to sing it oh you know the okay yeah. and if you don't get what i say because <gasps> all right let me take one more pull <laughs> that's what you need some more beer <clears throat> ready yeah and though I know all about those men, still I don't remember. Cause it was us, baby, way before then. And we're still together. And you played dead, but you le- never bled. Instead, you laid still in the grass. All called up in his son. Oh wow, that part, that part I should. Well, that's get. why I didn't fucking give you that part. That was a gimme. <laughs> that part I should. And I, I don't even think those are connecting verses, but I, oh. I knew I, it was kind of like. No, that part I should know. That part I'll, I'll be when you, if I blank out on this, which I think I'm gonna, um, you're gonna kick me. Under the table for not getting this one. Yeah. The in the grass and you should be hissing. Just a second though. Uh all right. I'll actually even uh I did I was I mean I was completely blanked until you said that second verse. Alright, so here we go. Yeah, I should I'm gonna start the song. Of course I should. You should have seen by the look in my eyes, baby. But sticks. No. No. Uh, but you didn't listen. Um, it's almost like a cookie. 
Look in your eyes. You should have known by the tone of my voice, maybe, but you didn't listen. Oh, shit. Um... I can I can almost see him. I don't and I meant every word I said when I said that I loved you. I said that I loved you forever. Keep on loving you. Oh yeah. All right. I'm not giving you credit for that. No, hell no. No, I don't get credit. Um who's the lead singer of uh Ariel Speedwagon? Because if he if he hears this podcast, he's gonna be very very upset. Just, yeah, very upset how <laughs> off key I was, but he would have got the song though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, sure of course. He got the song. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. You ready to rate Dream Patch or no? I don't know. This might become a condition with me, Mike, because I just I obviously I, I don't pay attention. Yeah. I thought I paid attention more than I do. You know, I'm learning something about myself with this podcast. Hey, it's hundred you know. Yeah. That's what we're here for we're all here to get better all right did you ask me about rating this yeah all right i have let's see um here's my problem with this because i'm the sweet tooth of the of the group here and if i'm gonna get something like this like you said like it just it looks like cranberry juice it starts like a juice it finishes like a sour slash beer which it is. So it's almost for me, I'm sure if I was rating this based on the criteria of a sour, this is probably four worthy. But every time I take a pull and I get to the finish, I'm like, ah, that's right. This is not a juice. It's not a cider. You know, I'm looking for that sweet crack in the, mandible like you like with with your ipas and your and then i'm like oh i'm disappointed so do i rate this personally or do i rate this as i think a sour should be i think i rate it like a taster yeah and i rate it like a sour should be all right so if this is you give that rating because i I rate it how i like it so i'm gonna put this at a 3.85 Woo! now if you put a cider with the same stuff in it and it's a and it's a cider, I'm probably going to choose the cider over the sour for the reasons I mentioned before. But I'm rating this like I'm like I'm a taste tester, I'm a I'm a cicerone of a fruited sour. So I I think this is probably pretty darn good. All right, and I'm going to go based on uh drunk drunk Mike's rating scale and it's like Hey, you invite me over to your place. This is all you got? Fuck it. I'm drinking it. Yeah. And I don't dislike it. I'm going to just give it a, a three. You know, three's a solid rating. I'm just going to go 3.00 because it's like, hey, you know, if I drink enough of these, I'll fucking get drunk. Sure. And, you know, yeah. Ultimately, that's the end game, really. So I'm going to go 3.00 on Dream Patch. Could a little use a little more in the. Sour like the oozel finches that we've had. Could have used a little more bang to the gut of the like high alcohol shit we've drank. But I can't downgrade it 
too bad, so 3.00. And 3.3 thousand check-ins on, on tap fall in between us, not right in the middle, closer to you, further away from me, but between the two of us, the 3.3 thousand check-ins on, on tap rate Dream Patch from Brewery Omegang at 3.61. How many check-ins? 3.3,000. So yeah. way more than the purgatory Imperial Coffee's Tower. Well, Mike, I want to take this opportunity to say that I checked in at the Maple Grill on Friday, and man, it is still as delicious as ever. And everybody out there, if you're looking for that unique dining experience with delicious local farm-to-table fare, grilled over an open wood fire grill, the Maple Grill is the place to go. The microbrewery has 18 taps of craft beer and cider deliciousness. It's located at 13105 Gratiot Road, Hemlock. And if you want to see what's on the menu for any given night, go to themaplegrill.net. That's themaplegrill.net. All right, David. Well, here we go. Third, t- third and final tasting. Episode 164. All flights football and anything else. Oddly enough, we have an oozle fetch. Now, we've had many, many oozle fetches in the past. Sounds like are, a sounds like a rash or a disease yeah. or something like that. And but yeah, are, but it's not. And those are normally sours, blended sours, right. this, that, or the other thing. But what we have here tonight on episode 164 is Lazy Sun Haze, which is an IPA, which we're going to see how, you know, this is where we'll merit the brewing capabilities of Oozlefetch. Because we like them, we like them in their fun-loving, ooh, this is a blended sour, grab your ass and... Take a deep breath because it's <laughs> coming hard home for you, buddy. But we haven't had many Oozle Finches IPA of different, yeah, right. So, and what we have here is on the cans the five point nine percent zero IBUs, and it's funny on the rating scale. Once we get to that, okay, we'll share it. But anyway, without further ado. You are not a big deal glasses. We're going to go with the Lazy Sun Hail IPA from Oozlefetch. And Oozlefetch is our go-to blended sour. Woo, wow, that's a sour fucker. Yeah. We're going to see how they stand in the IPA ranks. IPA and the notes. Very hazy. Yes. See now, ooh, that leads me to believe again a novice raider of beers. I have no skilled training, but pulling that fucking IPA leads me to believe that I that Oozlefinch knows what they're doing because that is a quality on the first poll. Yeah, we have six. We have 
14 ounces to go yet, Dave. That could change. Right. But on first pull, this is IPA heaven. This is a good hazy. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, and it's got something... I don't know. I'd have to... This is the first time I've seen it, obviously. It's got something in it that's kind of... It does smooth over the finish a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to... Now, on this one... It's this has got a hops that I've never heard of with uh brew one brew dash one palisade and sabro hops. So the palisade, I think we've had in some of our tastings, the sabro in many, but that brew one, I don't know. Maybe that's got something to do with it. That could be it. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so last week you asked me for the Mount Rushmore of uh top tight ends in the nfl of all time right. okay and, and i told you you couldn't use Marilyn chambers or Seika or any of those right so and you know i hadn't researched it i'm not as big of an nfl fan as you are um i'm not a fanatic as okay. the definition from mike peters would have it but so I did a little research and I looked into it and, you know, some of the names that I recognize from back in the day and, and watching, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm working on it, Mike. I'm, I'm getting that back. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So of course, Gronk, of course, Travis Kelsey. See now I didn't. Oh, you think, said I couldn't use him. No, I, I said I didn't because I, he was still playing. And I didn't know if he was going to ultimately wind up on this list, which he should. So, I mean, if you want to include Travis Kelsey, I'll allow it. I didn't include him because he was still an active player. Okay. Uh, Kellen Winslow. All right. Yes. And then Antonio Gates, also from the Chargers. Yep. So the thing that got me with Antonio, he had... 13 consecutive seasons where he had 50 receptions or more and plus 500 yards or more. Yes. Uh, in 13 consecutive seasons, which is kind of, kind of like the Cal Ripken of tight ends. You know what I mean? As far as that's concerned, he had 1,325 receptions. For 15,127 yards in his career. Now, the impressive part is he only had two fumbles out of those 1325 receptions. 1,325 receptions. He had two fumbles, which is kind of remarkable. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, Gates is solid. I won't argue that. I put Ditka on there because yeah. revolutionized the position. Yeah. And he was the first, and if you're the first, you got to be one of the best because if, if if you're the guy that the standard is judged by, you have to be pretty good. Now, Ditka is always mentioned for sure in the top 10. Some of the lists, because I looked at many websites to try to research names, to try to refresh my memory, you know, like the Ozzie Newsoms and the Jason Wittens and the et cetera, et, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm, I'm tending to use that a lot, aren't I? Oh. Yeah. I, I got to stop. But, um, the one website I read 
Kellen Winslow was credited as why. Well, okay, I can't repeat myself. Was widely credited with revolutionizing the position. Now, I think reading some of the stuff they talked about Ditka, Ditka actually started to not only was he a badass, you know, on the jet sweeps and and knocking people right. to the ground and and taking them out of the play, but he also started catching the ball and and runs after the reception because I think everybody was so scared to tackle him. Right. That's what I say, yeah. But I think Winslow... Winslow, yeah, revolutionized the position. I get that. But Ditka actually, in my opinion, started the position. You you didn't revolutionize shit until... Iron Mike got into control. Before before Mike Ditka, you're pretty much a blocker. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was my take on it. So I think we talked about Mount Rushmore of date movies. So anybody listening yep. from last week, hopefully you got your list of Mount Rushmore date movies. I have my list, but I honestly can say I do not remember you putting that gauntlet on the table, but as a true professional, David. Yes. I've got my fucking list. That's what I appreciate you. Yep. Totally about you and yep. your professionalism. I've got my fucking list, bro. That's <laughs> right. how we how we want to do it. Uh, you want, you want to start rom coms? Actually, we, we we're gonna go back. We're gonna go little little. Uh, yeah, back and forth. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. little volley action. Are you gonna sure. give me your four, my four? What? No, what do we'll do, do a little volley action. Right. Okay, so number four for me. A forty-year-old version, not version, virgin, Steve Carell. Yeah, very familiar with it. Good call. And I don't know how romantic necessarily it is. He's trying to get with this woman, and she's trying to, you know, get him to loosen up a little bit. But I would consider that a rom-com. Yo, well, it's that. Yeah, it's absolutely a rom-com. I didn't make my top four, but my number four. And I'm going to go, I've got five listed. Okay, I'm going to eliminate that one. My number four is When Harry Met Sally. Okay. You know, if for no other reason, reason the uh, I'll have what she's having scene. Yeah. You know, just two people, like, you, you, you just join with the characters. It's like, oh, okay. I love, I love this character. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, 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 you know. So, when Harry met Sally is my number four <laughs> on my rom com, Mount Rushmore. All right, number three, Hitch, with Kevin James and Will Smith, and um, Eva Mendez, Eva Mendez, Eva, E V A, Eva. So Hitch. I will not. I laughed my ass off I through the not, whole thing. I, I will not argue it with on the Lou Whitaker because Lou Whitaker is nobody's <laughs> Mount Rushmore. I can honestly say I don't even know what you're talking about when you say hit. So, I mean, if that's your number three, kudos to you. My number three is. Mike, I hated to interrupt you, but they're doing the wave around the Coliseum right now at a NASCAR event. Amen, brother. Hey, <laughs> whatever it takes to make it happen. All right. So my number three, that's my, okay. When Harry Met Sally was my number four, that's my number one. Usually people. Pretty put, in pink. 
Pretty in Pink. Yes, it's my number. Really? Yeah, is my number three Mount Rushmore of rom coms. It has all the fucking ingredients. It's like the rich guy diving down to be with the full, poor, trashy, skanky whore, <laughs> and it's just Pretty in Pink. Is just. I love it. I, I mean, I don't even know a hundred percent. I I count as a rom com. I mean, I it's it's almost like an eighties genre flick, right? But like your Breakfast Club or your yeah. yeah, right. My number two, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. <laughs> have you ever seen it? No. Yeah, I don't know that a lot of people have, and it's probably not going to be in a lot of people's top four. But Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and I'm not picking that just because that's our names. I don't know if you picked up on that or not. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I got that. <laughs> okay. like... But, uh, oh my God. I, I mean, there were literally a couple of scenes that were gut-busting. Like, like, my stomach hurt and my face started to lose feeling because I was laughing so hard. So I, I would recommend anybody try to look up Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Give it a watch. What? How about your number two? My number two is say anything. All right. John Cusack puts the fucking old boom box above his head. Little Peter Gabriel playing over. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, that's a good one. I'll give you that. Yeah, you got. You have to watch it. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know if it holds water in 2022, 2023, but for the age you're watching it in, yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I think it's a, a classic, and I'm going to go say anything is my number two Mount Rushmore rom-com. All right. Excellent choice. Now, I'm probably going to get a little crap for this one because I think it's a rom-com. Probably not a full rom-com because the stars of it don't, the, the or the leads don't make it a rom-com. It's almost the supporting actors and actresses. Okay. But I really enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians because Aquafina and Ken Jong in there, I don't know. They make the movie. I don't. If those two people weren't in there, I, it would not be on my list, and I probably may have turned it off halfway through. What is the name of it? Crazy Rich Asians. Never heard of it. <laughs> okay. All right. What year is it from? Like two thousand twenty. Two thousand twenty. I'm going to guess. Let me look it up here while you're going to tell us your number one. Go ahead. No, just, I, I'm, I want, I've never fucking heard of that. 2018. Wow, wow. It's that old. Holy I shit. was just going to say, it's that new. I've never fucking heard of that. All yeah. right. My number one rom-com. And by the way, I'm the honorable mention. They got squoze out by my top four. 16 Candles. Oh, for sure. But my number one rom-com, I mean, 
and I challenge every one of our listeners, watch the fucking movie. And I mean, I mean, if you're at least our age or younger, right? Watch the movie and say to yourself, did I, did I live that or did I not live that? And if you didn't live it, then okay, well then it doesn't belong on the Mount Rushmore. But if you say, I, I lived it, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he's right. And it's, <laughs> He's just not that India. <laughs> I mean, what that fucking movie is that that fucking kicks you right in the dick on rom com. That fucking hits your balls right up in your throat, rom com. He's just not that India. I don't know if I want to watch it if it's going to have. You've never if, seen. He's just not that. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- I, oh, I so think I have. It's a fucking. It's it's a absolutely. I know I have. Movie. That's another eighties. No. Oh, isn't yeah, it? Uh, late maybe early nineties. Might be early. mid mid ninety ish. Okay, but it's still. It's a, been a while since I've seen it, so I don't. Yeah. But if my yeah. balls are going to go up into my throat, I don't know if I want to see <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Well, well, they're going to go up your throat if you don't see it. I think is what I understand. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so a couple honorable mentions and I had like a different list that if it's just a date night movie and you wanted to watch a movie, typically stereotypically for her Titanic would probably be number one. Pretty woman would be in there, but it's not, it's kind of a calm, not a calm romantic, dirty, pretty woman is definitely a rom-com. So dirty dancing, kind of, sort of. Not really, but Greece, you've got mail. Uh, those are all. If, if that's gonna, a different. They're not necessarily rom coms. You know what I mean? Me to all those movies, you better fucking tongue punch my asshole. <laughs> if I'm gonna watch all those movies, no, no, God, no, God, what a visual! Why did you do that? Oh, uh, anyway, so that was a no. I said that was a different list, different kind of category. That's like date night. You watch rom-coms for a date night, but those are a different kind of date night. You know what I mean? So Right. I'm a, you know, all right, we got to get off this the, topic. Yeah, all those you just fucking mentioned, like, hey, I'll watch it with you, and you're going to fucking... All right. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. pro quo, if you will. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, if I'm going to suffer this pain, you're going <laughs> to... Right. All right. Agreed. I'm not... Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hey, haven't had, I don't know, has it been a while? No, I think we have some random shit. All right. But you said you had one, and I fucking have got, I have got one myself. All right. This is going to be a really quick one. Yeah, very quick. Spectrum Cable, Charter Communications. Fuck you. I just got my bill this month. I was a, I... I was a, I was a more than a little annoyed, but not a not enough annoyed at the hundred and eighty dollars that I was paying to for my streaming service for for Charter for Spectrum to get on the phone and make sure something happened. But now I sure as hell am because I just saw my bill the other day and it was one hundred ninety five dollars and forty one cents. That's no, I'm not. I'm I'm obviously I, I I didn't even bother to look when the due date was, but. You know, if the due date's tomorrow, obviously I'm going to end up paying it, but that'll be the last month I'm going to be paying Spectrum Cable. So, Amen. There you go. 
Well, my fuck you is, you know, hey, a little bit tongue-in-cheek. I'm not losing a lot of sleep over it, but it does bother me. And it's going to be to my USPS mail deliverer. It's like, dude, why the fuck do you got to shove the fucking shit all the way back? You're in hoopty. I get it. It's like, hey, fuck this guy. I'm going to shove his mail to the back. Yeah, I'm short. I'm short arm. I get up in there. Fuck, I fucking curb shot and fucking drag fucking metal on metal on the old blazer. You know, <laughs> to get up close to the mail. And I still can't reach it. Why the fuck don't you just put it right in the front of the fucking box, dude? I mean, it's like, hey, dude, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you fucking anti-short-arm guy? You got to shove it all the way to the back? Why are you shoving my mail all the way to the fucking... Hey, if I don't collect it for four or five days and you got to shove it and there's like... Five days worth of mail, and you shove it all the way to the back, and I gotta, you know, put my fucking car in park, climb out of the door, open the door, and reach into there. Then, hey, that's on me. But it's like when we're collecting our mail daily, why do you fucking have to shove it all the way to the back of the mailbox? Just put it in there, shut the, and move on. And let me grab it. Otherwise, you know, uh, you know why are you watching from a video? <laughs> Look at that stupid fucker. He had to fucking put his blazer in park. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's like, and hey, if that's the case, let me know. Touche. I'll, I'll accept that. But it's like, are you sh- fucking shitting me? You got to shove it all the way in the back. I mean, I literally have to fucking put my car in park. Get out, walk 47 feet, and then dig my arm into the mail and scrape it out because you're fucking cool. I don't get it. Just yeah, put the fucking mail in the fucking Front. mailbox, and I'll grab it, and it's a, a great system we have between you and I. Yeah. Whew. yeah. Whew. yeah Got that off your that, chest. Yeah, that's my fuck you. It's like, hey, mailman, fuck you. Just yeah. put it in the box. Don't yeah. shove it in there. Hey, by the way, now that I think we're done with our fuck you segment. Yes. Um, going back, the artist that we were thinking of before that said they're going to bring the smoke to the NASCAR, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. That's it. Yes, it is. That's right. He's up right now. He's giving a concert during halftime of the NAF- NASCAR race. I think it's. I think this is NASCAR's only halftime. Yep, it's NASCAR's only halftime and all those fans are saying. He don't smoke the same weed we smoke, does he? <laughs> Maybe. And Wiz Khalifa is just fucking blowing it out. It's like, boom. I didn't know who Wiz Khalifa is. I know yeah. who Wiz Khalifa is cause by name, but yeah, I'm guessing Wiz Khalifa is not a huge name in the NASCAR. Market. No, he said he when she was yeah. asking, she asked him, she said, you know, do you think, you know, this is something you, are you a NASCAR fan? No, I got to learn. You know, I'm I'm learning about NASCAR. I want to learn, and then I'm all in. Yeah, it was it was actually a decent interview, and he says no. He, you know, he learns about it and understands it, and he might be a fan. So when we started this, Len from the Maple Grill had us try, or is having us try Dan's Red Rooster IPA. So we've gotten through. Would you say a little more than half of that growler? 
during yes. the pod? Yes. Okay. What do you think? Oh, it's tasty. My yeah. only question is, as I took another poll of that said selection, my only question is, when is it relatively new that, hey, we're, we're going red IPA? Yeah. I, that's It seems but to be it, a new thing or something it's, that... It's very tasty, and I like it. I yeah. mean, it's it's like, hey... Here it is, IPA. I mean, because you definitely get the IPA characteristics, but you also get the red. So, booyah, bingo. So, if you like reds and you like IPAs, the Dan's Red Rooster at the Maple Grill is where you will find that. Amen. All right. All right. Anyway, Dave, I think it's time we rate Lazy Sun Haze. I think it is too. You're up. All right. So, let me see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 3.15. Hmm. Well, you got any, uh, <clears throat> got an explanation for that or not really? That is it, a nice, solid IPA flavor and finish. I mean, it's just like, hey, this is, I mean, 3.15 is not great, not horrible. It's like, hey. Yeah. A little better than average. Yep. Bring it. And rip it. Yeah. And I like the hazies. I like the smooth finish. This is something I can, especially in the summer, because that's the, that's the depiction of their little, their little goose or whatever that guy is, you know, their little mascot. It's not a duck, is it? I don't know. It's not a very good picture because you can't see the bill, but he's white, you know, with the web feet. So anyway. He's sitting out in the sun and he's got a little blow up pool next to him, you know, trying to get a tan. So this is something I would appreciate immensely in the summer. I gave it a 3.7. Did I overcook it? All right. Well, we'll see. And here's what's funny about this beer. All right. So I went on tap and I looked for Lazy Sun Haze from Oozlefish Beers and Blending. And the 7.2 variety, which had 664 check-ins and rated at 3.77. Oh. It's not what we have. No. We, we have the 5.90 IBUs and... Oddly enough, it says there are two check-ins. Two. Two. One. Two. <laughs> and the rating is the old blue Tarski. <laughs> zero <laughs> point zero. So we're going to have to get on. I mean, because obviously, even at 5.9, 5.9% zero IBUs, this is a decent IPA. You went 3.70. I had it already written down at 3.15. So we're going to have to get with our fine friends and untapped and get things straightened out there because, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's not a 0. 0.0 here. No, no so. obviously. Anyway, Dave. Yeah. Anything else, brother? 
I'm good. All right, well, as I look down the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm on a beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Thank <laughs> you.